Football is back, baby! And we're back to see Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long. With Manscaped's state-of-the-art technology, we'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. So join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT. Do it. I'm trying to think what Freddy Krueger, he had some really good quotes. I think, didn't in one movie he was like, welcome to primetime, bitch. Did he say that? Yeah, yeah. He always, he always liked to cross the line a little bit and be like, Hello, gay boy! <laughs> <laughs> Slash someone. <laughs> um, man, what a bad bitch. That's definitely very, very inappropriate. Uh, they, that's why. That's actually why the parents uh, had to burn him alive. They tried to have a meeting with him during the PTA conference, conference about his language, and he just would not stop saying the N-word. So, you know, they had to do oh, things. Man. <laughs> those are the betterment of the students, you guys. So I'm Team Friday all the way. All right, we're going to do this in uh, three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Dude, dude, Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Franchise Podcast. I'm Carlos Garcia with the man Chris Moore. How's it going, Mr. Moore? Oh, it's going okay. Same old, same old, same old. How about you? Oh, you know, just sitting here with my Freddy Krueger tea, doing some dancing, you know, to start the show. Just sitting here, thumb in my butthole. I've got I've got a, a, a Adderall and a splash of rosé trying to get this party started. Ah, oh, just like your mom. That's where you get from. <laughs> That's why the cl- the house is always cleaned and Simo unhugged. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Adderall and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. You know what? Uh, at my job, we we relocated our our corporate office, and the they they took two apartments and gutted them and knocked a wall in the middle, and they combined them, and so our corporate office has two full bathrooms, and uh, even though everything's nice and new, they haven't invested in toilet bowl cleaners like the like the brush. And so whenever you go into the space, like, oh, this is so nice. It's so nice. And then as soon as you walk in the bathroom, you're like, what is all this fucking brownie batter up in here? Like, how were you guys raised? Oh, dude. You just reminded me of a story of going over to someone's apartment. And I really had to pee at one point. So I go to the bathroom. This bathroom is completely white. Like, literally, just everything is white. White toilet, 
you know, it's like, damn, I, it makes me think, wow, it's so clean that I don't want to be rude and like piss on the seat. So I go lift the toilet seat up and I guess they never heard that you had to clean the bottom of the fucking toilet oh. seat and lift it from time to time because it was like, like I said, everything was really white until I turned around and it was like shit oh. and piss just crusted over the entire seat. And I was like freaking out because my finger almost touched it. You know what I mean? Like when you lift up the thing, you're like, ah! And I'm like, ah! I go to wash my hands. I like, I like really, it was, it was almost like, like that, that time, I, I've told this story on the show about that girl that had me stick my pinky in her butt. You know what I mean? Like afterwards, you like feel it. Like your fingers just feel a certain way. But like the rest of the day, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing, not many times I could wash it. It was awful. It was really just way to ruin your fucking day. Oh. So clear toilet seat ups, people. Disgusted. Disgusted. But uh, anything new with you? Um, no. Um, I will say that something that I noticed in the news and I saw for the first time today, there's these like, like spotted lantern bugs that everyone's talking oh, about. Yeah. And I yeah, saw a bunch of them bitches. today. Um, and I, I couldn't kill them. They're just too pretty. You're supposed to kill them. What? Yeah, you got to kill them. They're invasive. Dude. I know, but ah, they're so beautiful. You're killing other pretty things out there. And once they die, once you step on them, they kind of look like a, kind of alive in a weird way because they don't like get crushed. So they still look nice. And well, fly away. got to do it. And you got to do it from behind. <laughs> That's what she said. But some little girl did this research. And apparently, they are very fast. I they actually jump. Saw when you try, yeah, when you try to stomp on them and they see you from the front, they move out of the way. But from the back, they can't see you. So, bam, stomp them bitches from behind. I think that they came from China. From China? Okay. <laughs> I knew it. Absolutely knew it. Okay. Because China, China brought the COVID just to bring me down. Now they bring these little lantern flies, okay? Because they know I don't like lanterns, okay? It's an inefficient way to use light, okay? Can't see shit, little lantern. What the hell is it? Okay, so. Damn it, China. <laughs> I've missed him. Oh, that's what they all say, okay? No, damn it, get out of here. No, he said you missed me. I mean, he's allowed to talk. No, get out! God damn it. Today's episode is brought to you by True Classic. Guys, let's talk about t-shirts. Finding that perfect fitting shirt can be terrible. I swear the thing is either way too tight, has a case of bacon neck, or just plain big and boxy. But luckily, True Classic wants to make every man look good and feel good. Because you got to look good and feel good. You know, it's not, it's not one or the other. You got to do both. So... They give you a tighter fit in the chest and sleeves to make your arms pop and leave you with some room in the torso to keep things nice and cozy. Plus, all their styles are super soft and pocket friendly. So guys, no more excuses. Get rid of those ratty t-shirts I know you've been hanging on to for years and get ready to upgrade. Because we have an exclusive deal for our listeners. We want to hook you up with some true classic. For a limited time, only get 25% off with the promo code FRATCHAT at trueclassic.com. Use it. So, um, Trump is always in trouble. What do you think he was hoping to accomplish with all these files he was holding on to? Do you think he was going to leverage them for, like, I don't know. Money, money, 
Do you think he's trying to hold over people's heads? Yeah, he was gonna sell that shit. He was gonna use it to blackmail. Yeah. Apparently, he had like like another country's nuclear secrets, so you can fucking sell that. And and you know, everybody knows Donald Trump. Everything is about money. At the end of the day, he buried his fucking dead wife in his golf course so he can fucking save taxes on it. He's now he can claim it's a cemetery, and now he doesn't have to pay taxes there. Anymore. Oh, really? Is it's that like, why? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that was kind of weird. It all comes down to money. It's fucking. And, and notice the grave. He did not spend a cent more than he needed to. It's like close enough to, or like golf balls are probably gonna land over there. It's like, oh, watch out! I gotta hit it off my dead wife. Just one second. <laughs> I was I'll talk about this at work today. Um, my one of my coworkers has been getting back into golf, and they're all talking about golf and this and that. And I was like, I don't think I've ever taken a golf swing. I've only played putt putt. I've never actually swung a golf club. Really? Oh, dude, what? Kind of white guy, are you? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm from the city. We don't really do golf. We just break into cars and. Stuff. <laughs> Support for today's episode comes from Vincera Collective. If you aren't familiar with Vincera yet, then what are you doing, man? They make exceptionally crafted and stylish watches at affordable prices. Other premium handcrafted watches have these insane markups. It's crazy. Now. You can finally own a high-quality and lasting timepiece without going broke. And the best part, listeners of this podcast are getting hooked up, man. Because that's what we do. We hook it up. Because we're cool with them. We're cool with Vincero. We're like this. We're very tight. So now you're getting hooked up to save even more with the biggest discount they offer. So if you're looking for the perfect accessory to help elevate your style, for a limited time only, get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with your exclusive promo code FRATCHAT at VinceraCollective.com. Well, you guys, it is time. This is this Idiot of the Week, you guys. This story comes from the New York Post, and it's titled, Alleged Stoner Stopped After a Wild Car Chase Whips out license from Legoland. What? That's right. License from Legoland. This story comes from across the pond. We're talking from the UK. Yay. Shout out to our fans in the United Kingdom. Hooray. And uh, apparently a UK driver who was arrested for reckless driving had officers laughing their little booties off after producing a little driver's license from Legoland. <laughs> and it's like this thing that you can get while at Legoland where you basically drive this little Lego car and you take a driver's test. And he got it as a, when he was a kid in 2003. So basically, it's this award for kids. I'm looking at it online right now. This is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and basically... You use this little brick built electric car to navigate through traffic lights, roundabouts, roundabouts, Lego policemen, and even the speed camera. So the guy was arrested on suspicion of dangerous driving, failing to stop, possessing of a class B drug, driving with no insurance, driving with no license, even though technically speaking, he did have the Lego lamp uh, license. And uh, it all began. After officers attempted to pull over the guy, the driver, who was driving an Audi A7. Oh, rich driver. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a rich kid. And they observed him maneuvering 
recklessly all over the road. So that's fucking idiotic. You don't have a license. You're going to fucking drive a good diesel. And however, the guy uh, refused to stop after they tried to pull him over. And they it resulted in a 35-mile chase that took them from southeast London to Kent. They were even forced to call in a police helicopter to aid them with the pursuit. So he literally thought he was Vin Diesel. <laughs> I didn't even know London was like 35 miles like wide. Isn't it like a tiny little country? Yeah, right. Like Rhode Island. <laughs> Eventually, the pursuing officers cut up with the knucklehead, as uh, the article called him, in Minster, Kent, after he ran out of gas, where they also found a very large stash of weed in his car. So I guess that's what he was trying to speed off. Uh, but dude, what a fucking idiot. I've never driven high before. I actually didn't really start smoking weed heavily until the pandemic, to be honest. Uh, huh. but, but, um, uh, I feel like if I were to start driving after smoking a doobie, I, I can't imagine driving fast. I can't do anything fast. I think I would go like two uh, miles an hour. I used to love driving high like especially like, <laughs> road trips long road trips like to florida where you're like on 95 south for literally like 14 hours uh but then something happened in the last like couple of years when i maybe when i hit 30 or my late 20s but when i started when i would smoke and drive essentially like i would be driving and like i would start seeing like everything kind of like flickering it could have been detached retina from whiplash oh god that sounds fucking terrifying <laughs> um sometimes sometimes those flashing lights in the back of your eye can be really scary um i'm looking at these at these quotes and um i i want to i want to read one with the british accent go on okay let's see um but I have to make sure I know how to pronounce the words. Okay. So the miscreant was subsequently, quote unquote, arrested at the scene on suspicion of dangerous driving, <laughs> failing to stop possession of a class B drug, driving with no insurance and driving with no license per a police spokesperson. Does that sound British? That's pretty good. I, That's pretty good. I, I've been trying to imitate all the people that I hear on um, the new Game of Thrones, the the the, the, <laughs> the dragon, the dragon one. See, here's a here's a tweet by the cops. So I'm gonna, nah, I'm gonna try it. Make it really, really British. The driver was pursued from Bexley to Isle of Shappy and arrested for a multitude of offenses last week. What do, you th- what, do you, what do you think about that? That sounds like the chimney cleaner from <laughs> um, Mary Poppins. <laughs> great, great. I was I was going for a guy like Dick that. Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> That's amazing. Dude, you know what's oh, funny? Have yeah. you ever seen Mary Poppins before? Yeah, of course. I just remember being like younger and all like the other boys in the neighborhood <laughs> were like playing with like toy guns and like 
They were, I don't know, they got their Hot Wheels cars or playing t-ball in the field by our house. And I just kept jumping on the porch with that umbrella. <laughs> wow. Do you know how I know you're gay? Wow. Ooh, you know. Yeah. Super hallifragilisticexpialidocious. I think those those. Ah. And that's how Simo broke his yeah, leg. Probably. <laughs> Catch me, daddy. Ah. <laughs> So, so what's what's on the topic for today? What's on the agenda? This week, I don't know if you guys noticed, you guys, but football is back in America, you guys. And Americans love their football. However, while the NFL regularly provides some weekly entertainment to the whole family, it also has been known to make the news for the wrong reasons from time to time. You know, from cheating scandals to off-field controversies to murder. This week, we're looking back at some famous scandals featuring NFL athletes. And note, we're just going to scratch the surface with this episode, because apparently these NFL boys are baddies from time to time. So if you like this topic, let us know. Follow us on all social channels, at Fratchat Podcast. And uh, let us know which other scandal you want us to cover, and we'll make sure to do it. Because there's plenty of dirt out there. Plenty! So, let's start with... Tom Brady kissing his dad on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that is kids. So he kisses his yeah. kids. It's, it's like he kisses both. It's like a family <laughs> triangle kiss. So Ugh. when I tell when I say the term gay football, do you think Tom Brady kissing his dad or do you think Aaron Hernandez? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh god. It's like I forgot to say you kiss your mother with that mouth. No, I kiss my father. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a gross smooch. Uh, I, uh, and I just want to say, I used to think Aaron Hernandez was so fucking sexy. But what a piece of work, man. Oh, I hope he's happy down in hell, because that's exactly what he is. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Tom Brady, he is the very first one on the list because, of course, you can't talk Tom Brady without talking Deflate Gate. <laughs> the scandal that rocked America, brother. And of course, I got this info from our very good friends at Wikipedia. Uh, throw them a dime from time to time, you guys. Yeah, they're requesting two seventy-five. Yeah, which, which I know they've been doing for a few years, but when did that start? It's like, come on, Wikipedia, you're like the source of source of knowledge. You know, you shouldn't need money. But no, I no, I think Wikipedia is kind of dumb. I feel like if you say we will take any donation. People, the average person will probably donate more than 275 But if you say, we just need 275 it's like, okay, I'll just give you 275 Do you know what I mean? Like, why why do you sell yourself short? If if, if, if a, a homeless person on the street says, hey, do you have, does anyone have 45 cents so I can take the train? I'm going to see, oh, they got any change in my pocket? But they're like, give any, any food, uh, any money for food? I might say, okay, you know what? I got a five on me, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> have you, have you yeah. specified exactly the, the, the amount you need? I'm going I'm to try to give you that exact amount. You see, but I feel like when they do that, 
it's it's they they do it because it's within reach. You know, they don't need fifty dollars; they need forty-five cents. So if you have a dollar in your pocket, you are getting this guy on that bus to fucking Chicago to see his dead grandma <laughs> for Christmas one last time, like the sign says. Well, it's like <laughs> it's totally like at work, you know. If I tell my team that there's a goal, once they hit the goal, they're like, oh, I can prop my feet up. But if I just tell yeah, them to exactly. try their best, they might go past the goal. Yeah, but technically speaking, if the guy's telling the truth, you know, he just wants to hit his goal. But whenever I've uh, given a guy money who said that, I've noticed uh, they stay there. <laughs> they never, they never left to go get the bus ticket. It's like here you go, man, and I figure, oh great, I can go see my family now. And I was just pack down, you know, break down shop. No, he stayed there, waiting for the next ass. On the, so I was like, oh, so on the corner, oh. on the lower east side, in the corner of Delancey Essex, there's the same woman every day outside the Chase Bank, and she's like, Jesus Christ, does anyone have forty five cents? And at any given time, you'll hear someone else scream, No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> does anyone have forty five cents, please? Shut up, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> This is why New Yorkers are dicks, because they have people like that on the streets. Finding the right grooming routine is a lot like practicing drills in football, Mr. Mo. You can't win a Super Bowl without practicing, and you can't have Super Balls without a good grooming routine. Meet the best valued bundle yet for the Manscaped Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package. At QB, we got the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a wily vet who makes sure the unit is running smooth and scoring nonstop. With proprietary advanced skin safe technology, the Lawnmower limits mistakes that protects the ball. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. Add a running back, the Weed Whacker Ear and nose hair trimmer built to bust through all the right holes. A hairless nostril just helps it keep a nose for the end zone. On the offensive line, we have our unsung heroes, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. The Trent Williams and Corey Lindsley of Sack Protection, standing strong to keep your boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. At Wideout, the cleanest duo in the league, the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. With their rugged scents, they attract both the ball and all the babes in the crowd. Plus, these two leave your skin and scalp feeling more hydrated. That means more plays on the field and less water breaks. And a tight end, the product that makes your end look tight. Manscaped's anti-chafing boxer briefs. A dedicated jewel pouch to increase ball handling and a cool, steady vibe thanks to their moisture-waking fabric. On defense, there's only one thing you'll need. The aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant. With refined cologne-quality fragrance, it keeps sweat, and locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, it dries clear, so the opponent won't even know what hit him. And Simo knows a thing or two about D, so he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and to top it all off, we throw in the best coach in the league, the Shed Travel Bag, as a free bonus. Built to hold the team together, this travel size bag has a fumbled resistance zipper. 
This has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use promo code FRATCHAT. Manscaped for turning your player into an MVP. Anyways, to Flaygate. Uh, for those of you guys not familiar with Deflategate, it was a popular NFL scandal involving the allegation that then New England Patriot quarterback Tom Brady ordered the deliberate deflation of footballs using the Patriots win against the Indianapolis Colts during the 2014 AFC Championship game that took place on January 18th, 2015. The controversy resulted in Brady being suspended for four games while the Patriots were fined $1 million and forfeited two draft selections in 2016. Now, for his alleged part in the scandal, Brady's suspension was originally to be implemented during the 2015 regular season. However, Brady, like a typical rich white guy does, he lawyered up, baby, and he successfully appealed the suspension in the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of New York, allowing him to resume his playing duties for the entirety of 2015. However, following the conclusion of the season, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit is not far up this fucking case, man. Reinstated Brady's four-game suspension, which became effective for the 2016 regular season. After losing a request for a rehearing, Brady announced that he would accept the suspension and missed the, su- the season's first four games. But he still went on to lead the Patriots in winning uh, the Super Bowl that year and went on to being the named the most valuable player of the game. And uh, the season also saw the NFL change the procedure for monitoring football pressure. So it wouldn't happen again. Uh, and for the record, you guys, I hope you know that we would never do anything to ruin your balls. That's why this podcast is presented by Manscaped, where you can save 20% and get free shipping by using promo code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. I have a couple of questions. Um, Go on. What's the benefit of the ball being slightly deflated? Is it easier to throw? Yeah, it's a better grip. It's not as slick. Did he admit to it? Was he found guilty? It was just assumption. They were found. They were found guilty, and I don't know if I don't know if he ever particularly was like, "Yeah, I cheated. I did it." Blah blah blah. But I mean, he stopped appealing the suspension. He just took it and went on with it. So, however, he did. You know, once they fixed the fucking thing, he still went on to win a bunch more Super Bowls. So, I can't. You can't say that's the reason he was as successful as he was. But uh, I don't know. I could even see like Bill Belichick being the ring leader here. He looks like an evil fuck. <laughs> yeah. He's just all like, he looks like the Emperor from Star Wars. Like, yes, let the darkness flow you through you. <laughs> he scares me. Um, I don't find Tom Brady the least bit attractive. Not at all. I think he's a good-looking guy now, in the last like year, two or three. But it's weird because he turns forty-five in the next couple months. So <laughs> if you look at his like rookie season pictures, uh, he looks fucking fugly. So he just goes to show you're not ugly. You're just broke, you guys. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just need uh, a couple Super Bowl rings, a couple million dollars. Some sponsorships, 
world-class trainers, probably the best plastic surgeon money can buy, <laughs> and you too can be super handsome. He's a good-looking guy. Here's young Tom Brady. See, look at him. It looks like looks a picture like a you would put like on a milk carton when you're trying to find your kid. <laughs> but the kid's probably buried in the basement. He looks like Jim from American Pie when he when he's oh. doing the dance with Nadia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he comes in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Is that possible? And <laughs> <laughs> look at him now. Man. Well, that was deflate kids. I'm glad that you talked about it because I was going to say deflategate. (laughs) (laughs) Deflategate? What? Number one, deflategate. (laughs) (laughs) And the show's over, you guys. It's canceled. (laughs) Like, flatulate. Or, you know. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Simo is killing it. And speaking of killing it, the number two. We're going to talk about the O.J. Simpson <laughs> murder. Man. Oh, I don't know if anyone's ever heard this one before. Yeah, no, never. And uh, in 1994, the world was hooked on one case, you guys. The criminal trial at L.A. County Superior Court in which former NFL player, broadcaster, and actor O.J. The Juice Simpson was tried and acquitted for the murders of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend, Ronald Goldman. Now, I say friend because OJ apparently suspected that they were doing the dirty, which apparently sent him into a stabby rage that led to him taking their lives in a horrific crime scene. Now, the trial is often characterized as the trial of the century because of its international publicity. And it's been described as the most publicized criminal trial in human history. Of course, OJ came in there, represented by a high-profile defense team, referred to as the Dream Team, move over Michael Jordan, which was initially led by Robert Shapiro before being taken over by the one and only Johnny Cochran. The team also included Robert Kardashian, uh, OJ Simpson's good friend, seen here years before a little tape made his daughter Kim. Quite famous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, rest in peace. And uh, note that he was he had he was a lawyer, but he wasn't practicing anymore. He basically uh, reactivated his his license so that him and OJ could have attorney client privilege because he apparently had seen some shit. So uh, he didn't really do much in the case. OJ brought in a bunch of other uh, superstar lawyers, and he also had. Two superstar lawyers in the DNA field, Barry Sheck and Peter Newfield, which proved to be very helpful. Because while Deputy District Attorneys Marsha Clark, William Hodgman, and Christopher Darden believed they had a strong case against Simpson, Johnny Cocker and his team were able to convince the jury that there was reasonable doubt concerning the DNA evidence in the case, which was a relatively new form of evidence in trials at that time. The reasonable doubt theory included evidence that the blood sample had allegedly been mishandled by lab scientists and technicians, and there were questionable circumstances that surrounded other court exhibits. Cochran and the defense team also alleged other misconduct by the LAPD related to racism and incompetence, in particular uh, actions and comments of Detective Mark Furman. This was the famous trial with Johnny Cochran under the line. 
If it doesn't fit, you must quit. Every time you say Cochrane, I think you're saying Cochrane, and I'm like slightly aroused. <laughs> I'm at half mass over he here. Should, okay, go ahead. <laughs> he, should, he should have produced the Cochrane. Johnny Cochrane's Johnny Cochrane. Yes. <laughs> If it don't fit, you must get a bigger rig. <laughs> uh. <laughs> now, though that urgent got off in the criminal trial. <laughs> he got off the trip in the criminal trial. However, after trial, Ronnie Goldman's father filed a civil suit against OJ. And on February 4th, 1997, the jury, the jury unanimously found Simpson responsible for the deaths of both Goldman and Brown. Uh, the Goldman family was awarded compensatory and punitive damages totaling $33.5 million, which would be uh, like $56 million in today's money, but have received only a small portion of that monetary figure. In the year 2000, Simpson left California for Florida, one of the few states where personal assets such as homes and pensions cannot be seized to cover liabilities that were incurred in other states. I just have maybe a tasteless question, but go on. How does one determine the amount after someone's passed away? Like what what tells the court, you know what, your daughter was really nice and pretty and it's a shame of what she went through. We think that her life was worth roughly around thirty three point five million dollars. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't understand how they come to that conclusion. I think I think it's great that families should get whatever they can from him because he's a jackass. But I just, I just want to know how they come up with that number. Well, they were like, well, uh, if you look at her, Your Honor, you can see that she is quite hot and quite white. <laughs> so you must award all the monies. <laughs> the ladies may have push-up bras, and guys have these tees. We want to show off our best assets, but we're never given the right fit to do so. Fellas, you're wearing the wrong clothes. You need true classic. Their tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's the perfect fit. The perfect fit? The perfect fit. It's time to highlight your greatest attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. Let's face it. It's tough to find a great fitting tee at a low price these days. It's either too tight in the wrong places or totally not tight enough. It's a struggle. So you have to spend all this money just to get a good fitting tee? It's not cool. But thanks to True Classic Tees, my life is different now, Mr. Mo. They make sure I look good and feel good, too. Plus, they make excellent streetwear and workout tees, too. And they don't break the bank. Not only are you finally getting a t-shirt designed for the male body, but the first thing you'll notice is how soft it is. There are plenty of t-shirt brands out there, but these will be the staple shirts in your closet that you want to wear every day. And True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They're your one-stop shop for all men's essentials. It's super easy and simple to fill out your wardrobe, too. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable, all their gear is top-notch quality at an affordable price. Accentuate those pristine, juicy muscles you work so hard for with their activewear crewnecks. They are moisture-wicking, prevent body odor, and will get you noticed. 
Plus, they have this dope pack builder on their website where you can custom bundle all their essential products and save even more than the discount we're offering you today. And for any of the big boys out there, they have long body options for the tall guys and XXXL sizing. When you wear True Classic, you may even start lifting more reps because when you look good, you feel good. The ladies love it. The dads eat it up and the boys will thank you for it. It's a bad time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code FRATCHAT. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code FRATCHAT. Strengthen your core wardrobe with True Classic today. I think he was like a piece of work when he was in high school. And I think that he had a lot of pent up rage because his dad was a well-known drag queen in San Francisco. I think his dad ultimately died of AIDS in the eighties. Uh, but, but OJ Simpson was like, I, I think just really embarrassed about his, his father's queer reputation. Uh, wow. maybe, maybe got, maybe he got picked on. I don't know. I'm not excusing his behavior. But I'm saying like, I think, I think that he was a little unhinged. Now I know that he was also a jealous guy. Like I've seen a few uh, documentaries by now and there is a cool one on ESPN. It's like a four, five piece uh, documentary called, like, I think it's called OJ made in America. Uh, you see some of the things that he would do. Like, like he, he would have cameras in the house for the, then ex-wife was living at, you know, cause they would reconcile from time to time, but he would like watch the tapes and shit and like saw her like blowing some guy. So he went on a fucking rage and would like, like go and kick down the fucking door and beat her up and stuff. And she would call the cops. The cops would come and would see, Oh, it's OJ Simpson. Yeah. So there were a couple of times where, you know, he was written up, but nothing ever really was done about it. And, she sounded pretty terrified of the man. It sounded like he was he such really a was he was like the biggest celebrity in the world at the moment. Yeah, he was he was super known, and he was known as like a nice, good guy. But when you see him screaming on tape and stuff, you can say, "Man, this guy's a fucking psychopath." Uh, Yikes! I don't know. He, he's definitely a bit of a sociopath. Definitely knows that he's charming, and he would turn it on, and he still tries to do it. But now it's just fucking creepy. When you see his social media, he's like, hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, OJ. It's like, oh, God, yeah, stay away super from creepy. <laughs> uh, so, Put the knife down. Uh, I was in fourth grade when this all went down. And I remember his alibi was he was out practicing his golf swing. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, sure, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, I remember there was all these signs in my neighborhood that said free OJ. And my dumbass back in the, ki- as, uh, back in the day, I always thought that... <laughs> People were giving out free orange juice. They're giving out free OJ. Yeah. Why are we not stopping, Mom? Free OJ. Oh, that sounds <laughs> nice. Sivo's <laughs> parents never gave him Sunny D, and he just wanted to try it. I just want Sunny D <laughs> and a lunchable. The kids in the ad look so happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's so much sugar in Sunny uh, D. That'll rot your teeth. I know. It definitely was like. Nowhere near real orange juice. It was, yeah, I don't know what it was. Totes. It was delicious, but it was like <laughs> a weird acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Like it was like at first, I think it was like so sugary, but then as the more and more I had it, I was like, "This is so good! I must have it, mom!" Uh-huh. <laughs> Give it to me. Oh Lord, 
Well, that was O.J. Simpson with his stabby, stabby hands. And now we're going to move on to Ray Lewis stabs a guy? Allegedly! That's covered by WashingtonPost.com and USA Today. Now, a couple years after the O.J. trial, on January 31st, 2000, a group partying with Baltimore Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis was involved in an altercation that resulted in two deaths. Lewis and two members of his entourage were charged with murder, but the football star eventually pled guilty to an obstruction of justice charge, and the others were later acquitted. Apparently, the story goes that sometime around 4 a.m., a member of Lewis's uh, entourage was struck in the head with a champagne bottle in the street. The fight escalated from there. Now, while he's never accused of stabbing either 21-year-old Jacinth Baker or 24-year-old Richard Lawler, Lewis was still charged with murder because of his role in the incident. He later admitted that he lied to investigators in his initial statement uh, midway through the ensuing trial. However, Lewis struck a deal and pled guilty to misdemeanor obstruction. He He served 12 months probation and later reached undisclosed settlements with the families of both victims. But this isn't where the controversy ends, because apparently the suit that Ray Lewis wore the night of the murders add fuels to the fire that kept it going, well, it was, that he might have done it. It was a white suit. You know that shit was trashed. Yeah. So apparently uh, Lewis didn't play in the game that night. He, he came to party to the area. So like Simo said, he was wearing this white suit. It was a cream-colored whitish suit with a mock neck sweater and a Stetson hat. But that suit hasn't been seen in public since the night Lewis's limousine left the bloody crime scene, leading to a question that has haunted the families of the diseased. What happened to the suit that Lewis wore that night? Uh, Craig Wilson, Greg Wilson, Uncle Jacinth Baker, where the victim said, why would he be gone? Why would that or anything else they had on them end up missing that night unless it was something that linked them to the murder? And uh, Hanson Lawler, uh, brother of Richard Lawler, uh, said, where's it at? Where's that white suit that was all bloody? He was another stabbing victim in the incident. And note, Ray Lewis has proclaimed his innocence in the killings and said he didn't witness them or know what happened to the suit. He said he paid the families in the settlement out of sympathy and love, not guilt. So we'll leave it up to you guys to decide which side you believe. Did Ray Lewis stab a guy? I don't know, but I'm going to be super nice to him. Regardless, <laughs> do you think he got stabbed because his name's Handsome? Yeah, right. Like it's like, oof. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a nickname, buddy. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's a movie called Precious, and people weren't really nice to her. I wonder if it's because she was named Precious. Um, or if he's actually handsome, or if he's just like hideous. Like, <laughs> you're gonna date my son, Handsome. Oh, well, that sounds nice. Come say hi, Handsome. Hi there, <laughs> and you guys, <laughs> Rocky, Ray, <laughs> Baby, Ruthie. <laughs> oh, damn it, handsome! Put him back in his cage. <laughs> Man, oh yeah, so, Ray Lewis, my stabbing. What do you think, Simo? Do you think he did it? <laughs> he did win his two Super Bowls. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do think, and I, I, I think, I think that if I was his friends, I'd be really upset. I'd be like, dude, you're next, because he ultimately snitched on his two friends. 
Well, the thing is, he didn't narc on anybody at all. He was he pled guilty to obstruction of justice, which basically meant like he got rid of evidence and he got in the way of of the trial of the cops prosecuting uh, the guys that did it. So he basically pled guilty to fucking up the investigation, but not murders. So I don't know. Stuff is suspicious, dude. <laughs> um. So he went on to win. The following year is when is when they won. Super Bowl was it the thirty fifth Super Bowl? I don't I don't know what, what what Super Bowl it was, but um, uh, they ended up winning the Super Bowl and he got MVP. Yeah, he won two Super Bowls with the Ravens. I've always loved a good watch. The problem is I could never afford anything I loved. Everything I wanted would cost from the high hundreds to thousands of dollars. It was not cool, man. However, my life changed when I found Vincera Collective. For example, I just wore their Cairo mesh watch in the Mate black color at a wedding. It's sorry to the bride, but all eyes were on me, man. I felt so cool. And the watch cost under $200. No one could believe it. Vincero Collective is a premium lifestyle brand out of San Diego that also makes high quality and affordable sunglasses, jewelry, and more. Vincero Collective is known for their exceptionally crafted and ethically made products for today's most ambitious people. Yeah, that's right. That's some modern pieces that upgrade your look and stand the test of time. Now, there are three words that come to mind when I think of their products. Number one, stylish. Number two, quality. Number three, versatility. And number four, technically, but that's not really a word. It's just like an awesome reaction I get when I see their products. But again, I couldn't count it as a word, so I just stick to stick to those three. You know what I mean? Those are three good words. Vincero also designs everything in-house. They source their own materials, and they produce in small batches. It's not these mass-produced things that you see out there being pumped out of a factory line that lowers their quality. No! They're committed to doing things well or not at all. And that's the way to do it, man. Well or not at all. So for all the boss men and women out there, their watches are a must. They can elevate your look with a twist of the wrist, made with surgical-grade stainless steel, durable silicon, and genuine Italian marble straps. These sleek modern watches come with traditional, automatic, and Japanese quartz movements. It's pretty awesome. All their sunglasses come polarized with 100% UV protection and so many styles to choose from. It's like, whoa, how cool do you want to look at all these crazy styles? The eye-catching and modern designs can go with any outfit or trend, perfect for a day in the office or a date night out. This is the perfect gift for yourself or someone you love. Or me, you know, you can send it over to me. I would appreciate that. And now you can finally look like a baller without having to spend like one. But you don't need to take my word for it. With over 30,000 five-star reviews, they have been named GQ's got-to brand for premium lifestyle accessories. Vincero offers you a shopping experience you can trust. And if you need to return or swap, no problem. Vincero's five-year guarantee and 365-day free return policy has you covered. That's right, free return policy. From quality you can feel to style you can't deny, Vincero Collective guarantees to up your game. 
They can only offer this big of a discount for a limited time. So don't wait. Or it'll be too late. Get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with the promo code FRATCHAT at VinceroCollective.com. Support our show and use promo code FRATCHAT at V-I-N-C-E-R-O Collective.com. I guarantee you that you will find something that fits your style. Shop Vincero today. You know, Ray Lewis was such like a symbolic figure for for Baltimore. Yeah. You know, I, I think that uh, we didn't always have the Ravens. So the first year that the Ravens came on board, he was he was there from the very beginning. And uh, what he had, what, his tenure was like, what, like 17 years or so? Yeah, it was long. Long shit. He was like the face of the Ravens and being the face of the Ravens, you were like the face of Baltimore. Yeah. You know, no one wanted to believe that he, I feel like people were like, Baltimore is such a shitty place. Let them have this. Let just let them have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. And I like to believe that he did it. I, I love the Ray Lewis dance. He's a bad motherfucker. Uh, it's so enjoyable to watch, but it's definitely suspicious. Highly suspicious. <laughs> Bad news bears. Uh, and now one that it's not an alleged thing. It definitely happened. We're going to move on to Michael Vick in Puppy Wars. And uh, this one, thank you to Wikipedia in the Orlando Sentinel.com. Uh, because Michael Vick was indicted as part of the bad news with a Z because it's supposed to be cool. Uh, dog fighting investigation, which began in April 2007 with a search of property in Surrey County, Virginia, owned by Atlanta Falcons quarterback uh, at the time, Michael Vick. Now, uh, there was a there was a bunch of the discovery of evidence of a dog fighting ring in Newport News, Virginia. Over 70 dogs, mostly pit bull terriers, some said to be showing signs of injuries, were seized along with physical evidence during several searches of Vick's 15-acre property by local, state, and federal authorities. In July 2007, Vic and three other men were indicted on federal offense and state felony charges relating to a six-year-long continuing criminal enterprise with an interstate dogfighting ring known as Bad News Kennels. Now, allegations included Vic's direct involvement in dogfighting, high-stakes gambling, and brutal execution of dogs. Public outcry resulted from widespread news media publicly uh, releasing details, which included hanging, drowning, electrocuting uh, the dogs, uh, slamming, and shooting dogs. There were also public demonstrations by both Vic supporters and animal rights activists. In consequence, many companies who have been paying for his endorsements withdrew Vic products from retail marketing when he was convicted. The case also drew widespread publicity to the issues of animal abuse and dogfighting, and it drew attention to unlawful gambling and drug activities, which authorities claim often accompany dogfighting. Subsequently, Vic and three other uh, principals were convicted of federal offense, conspiracy charges, and imprisoned. Vic was suspended by the NFL, was ordered to pay the Atlanta Falcons back a portion of his earnings, uh, lost endorsement deals worth millions. And uh, and his contract, I believe, was worth over 130 million dollars, and he lost that. Damn. And yep, and with other creditors also attempting to collect millions of dollars in debts. In July 2008, he filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. 
Now, in December 2009, Sports Illustrated named Michael Vick and the dogfight investigation as one of the top 10 sports news stories of the decades of the 2000s. And to oh, be- congratulations, yeah. Mikey! <laughs> and to be fair, Vick does seem to have learned his lesson after the hammer came crashing down on him. Uh, he now works with dog charities on behalf of animal rights. So perhaps not all bad people end up bad. He was able to make a return to the NFL, and he, of course, did not make uh, nearly the money or become as big of a star as he once was. But he was able to earn a living and, you know, be uh, perhaps a lesson to others. So it didn't turn out all bad for the guy. I still think he's a piece of shit, and they should have kept him in jail forever. Throw away the key. Electrocute him. I think sometimes I think that the punishments never fit the crime. Isn't that like important? Like the punishment, the punishment must fit the crime. Yo, if you're going to be drowning and electrocuting and beating these dogs, I think you need to taste your own medicine. Yeah. That's it's true. only fair to me. That's, that's true. I feel like, I mean, he only started like a year, which. Yeah. That's not enough. Yeah. If it was, if he wasn't famous, he definitely would have uh, got way more time. But if you think about Ask it, her puppies, tell her what she thinks. Yeah, She'll right. tell you. She's over here. But if you think about it, you add the fact that, you know, he also lost that $130 million contract, all the endorsements, all the other shit, plus a year during his prime uh, earning uh, time in the NFL. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, he, he paid enough for it. <laughs> You lose $130 million, it's like, eh, you can electrocute me all you want if I can have $130 million. <laughs> <laughs> can I keep the money? <laughs> you can you can beat me with a stick. <laughs> you know what? I drove a four-wheeler into my, my Uncle Todd's electric fence one time, and I got my um, um, pants got caught up in the um, barbed wire, and I was just like, like, Flopping around, twitching, it. and my aunt Carolyn, who's like not much of a runner, she—I just remember her running and screaming, "My baby, my baby!" <laughs> she's a track star. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, I—it was—it was just like it wasn't like the electric chair electro- electrocution, but that shit fucking hurt. It makes your whole body lock up. Uh, I, uh, I haven't rode a four wheeler since. These cows were looking at us on their farm. These cows were looking at me like, you dumbass. Not supposed to touch, not supposed to touch that. <laughs> They're definitely laughing at you. <laughs> like, look at him die. <laughs> Marr, idiot. No, I, I do believe uh, I touched a taser once by accident. And that was fucking You awful. did? Yep. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> but I let it go. But it hurt. So, yeah, I don't know. Definitely no. And once I, uh, I stuck a fork in a toaster once when I was a fucking kid, which was very stupid. Didn't know what would happen, and it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> so never doing that again. <laughs> uh, anyways, speaking of never doing that again, hopefully this next person learned a lesson or two from this scandal because this is our last one of the day or evening, whatever you're listening to. This podcast, and of course, we got to talk about Brett Five's uh, well-known wiener scandal. And thank you to Daily Mail and Deadspin for this. So, taking you back a little bit, taking you back a few years, a few inches ago, 
Jen Sturger is a former Florida State cowgirl who gained internet notoriety for being a hot Florida State fan who parlayed their popularity into a full-time career. She did Maxim shoots, Playboy shoots. She wrote a Confessions of a Cowgirl column for Sports Illustrated. Then, in 2008, she joined the New York Jets as an in-house sideline reporter. And that's where her interactions with then-Jets quarterback, Brett Favre, began. Now, Sturgis said that Favre first began to call her early in the season and would leave these like strange but friendly messages on her voicemail. She played one uh, of the voicemails for this interview on Deadspin, and where basically it was, according to the interviewer, it was Brett turning on the Mississippi Simpleton charm on his way to practice, giving Jenny a friendly good old boy hello to a pretty lady. Uh, the article notes that it was odd, but nothing incriminating. But then the phone calls from Brett Favre started to turn weird. Sturger claimed she spurned Favre's advances because he was married, but also because she was working for the Jets at the time, and she didn't think it was the best idea to start an affair with the team's most famous player. The Jets have not, had not responded to question about any knowledge of their affair or, you know, their saga, I guess, at the time. Plus, as she went forward with how aggressive he was and how schemed out she was to some of the superiors, she suspected she might lose her job. So the interactions were flirty and strange, but she didn't think there wasn't anything that made her too uncomfortable. And then one night, she says that she received a picture on her phone which was so shocking that she tossed it across his room. It was was his dick. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at these pictures right now. And um, I I wouldn't document it and I wouldn't wouldn't show people. Especially when you have your big hands next to it in comparison. I mean, it makes it look even smaller. (laughs) It looks like a golf tee. Oh. Between two golf balls. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> What's wrong, Fabra? <laughs> Did you take these off at Green Bay? Because it's a little cold, man. <laughs> 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 now, apparently, uh, he sent her multiple dick pics. In fact, she claims that there's even one where uh, apparently he sent the picture he's masturbating while wearing a pair of Crocs. <laughs> like, come I on. didn't see. Let me see if I can find that one. <laughs> In another photo, he's holding his penis while wearing the wristband, the wristwatch he wore during his first teary-eyed retirement press conference, which was a very famous watch. And no, it's not a Ventura collective watch. Uh, please stop asking. Now, following the investigation, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell could not conclude that Favre had violated the league's personal conduct policy based on the evidence currently available to him. A statement released after the ruling said that the forensic analysis could not establish that Favre sent the objectionable photographs to Sturger. The reviews found no evidence to contradict the statement of both Favre and Sturger that they never met in person, nor was there anything to suggest that Sturger engaged in any inappropriate conduct. The, in- the investigation, however, caught heat because the NFL released the results of the investigation on December 29, 2010, 
which was exactly one day after the statute of limitations for filing a lawsuit in New Jersey would have expired. So they wanted to make sure that they covered their ass with this one, and they waited to literally the last possible second. So that's pretty shitty. I don't know. That's pretty shitty. I can see why she wouldn't want to put him out there to keep her job. She probably would have definitely been the one to suffer the consequences there. But can you imagine getting those pictures? Like, what the fuck? I... <laughs> <Her and> cracks. <laughs> let me tell you, I would, I would milk that for all... I would have called up People Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, one of those, and just... Cashed in, you know. I uh, I'm never gonna look at Crocs the same. I think that it's pretty gross if someone you don't know is sending you like dick pics. Dick pics in general are just gross, dude. Like, why would you take a like? Dicks are not attractive looking. Vaginas aren't attractive looking either. I wouldn't want a picture of a vagina. No, they are like, not. But but a dick looks like looks like a fucking weird veiny mushroom. Like, why the fuck? No, man. <laughs> I've never seen a penis and been like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Yeah, no. I'm always like, I'm always like, that's either going to hurt <laughs> or that doesn't look healthy. Yeah. You know, I love my penis, but I know it looks like Uncle Fester, like on a good day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that this is another situation where the punishment doesn't fit the crime. I think the entire male population should start sending dick pics to Brett. <laughs> well, well, to I'm, I'm fair, serious about this. I really think that we should be like um, uh, being a little bit more strategic with these punishments. Yeah, that's what the judge should have been like. Now I'm going to send you dick pics for the rest of your life, Brett. No, no. that sounds good to me. <laughs> and I haven't trimmed my pubes in over 73 years. <laughs> <laughs> now I will say. You were very easily able to find Brad Farb's PP on the internet. Oh so, yeah, I mean, talk about an embarrassing ass PP pic to send. Uh, it's out there. You know what though? So, I tasted the rainbow, and I will say that it's probably an average dick. <laughs> um, give it a six out of ten. <laughs> but when you but when you're looking at like a. I mean, this guy's over six feet tall. Like, you, you, uh, the assumption is that the bigger the guy, the the bigger the dick, because it's it could be a proportional appendage. But no, no, not so much. He's a six foot four with a penis of a five foot five man. <laughs> <laughs> but damn it, he could throw a football. It's Brent Farr. <laughs> so on that note, let us know what you thought of our list of scandals. Let us know which ones you, if you want us to talk about next. Again, let us know via our social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. And follow our YouTube page at tiny.cc slash Frat Chat Podcast. Give me a follow as well on all social channels at Carlos Does the World on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, at Carlos Does World on Twitter, and follow my YouTube page as well at tiny.cc slash Carlos Does the World. And follow our good buddy Simo over there at Chris.MoreToComedy on good old Instagram, on good old TikTok, and see more comedy on the Twitter machine. And that's it. Let us know what you thought of our list. Let us know if you want us to do this again and what other scandals you want us to cover. And let us know what you think of Brett Favre's little tiny pee-pee. 
And you know what? Before people come out of the woodwork and say that I'm body shaming. <laughs> woodwork. Brett, <laughs> no pun intended, but I'll take credit for that one. Uh, Brett is pretty transphobic, especially when it comes to transgender athletes. So I just want you guys to think about that before you tell me that I'm not a nice person for saying that he has a little wiener. <laughs> if he's going to discriminate against other peepees, don't mind what Sibo discriminates against his. Yes. So He's very caught up about people's genitalia. Well, you know what? I got something to say about his genitalia. <laughs> and it doesn't make the cut. <laughs> Amen. So on that note, Mr. Mo, why don't you get us out of here? I motion to adjourn this meeting. And I second! Laces out! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Mr. Bell, we'll be back next week! Love you guys! See ya! Peace!